from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition. This podcast is a safe testing ground for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching <laughs> Dr. Strangelove. Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Well, I'll tell you what he did. He ordered his planes to attack your country. Uh, well, let me finish, Dimitri. Let me finish, Dimitri. Well, listen, how do you think I feel about it? Number 39 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this nuclear film. <sighs> <sighs> Content warning, uh, there will be a mention of suicide in this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am so intrigued to hear what you thought of this movie. Uh, me too, about you. <laughs> I feel like let's just do our predictions right away for yeah, this one. Yeah, don't don't even look at me. Okay. <laughs> I just want to hear what you thought. Don't stop looking at me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> All right, Sienna, let's hear your prediction. Hey, girl, it's Sienna. Hey, girl. Um, I'm about to watch... <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Uh-huh. 
loving nice. the verbose title to start it off. Yeah. It feels very me, mm-hmm. using more words than necessary. Mm. And that's why I think that this could be a winner of a movie. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that it is a comedy film huh. because uh, I'm sure I've seen in some class or something that it ends with some big disaster, the oh, bomb wow. perhaps. Wow. And much lighter music juxtaposing that dark event. Uh, besides that, I know Peter Sellers is in it, Aww. our man from the Pink Panther. Ah. And uh, I'm just hoping I laugh. <laughs> I predict I'm going to really day. crack up. <laughs> I, crack I can't wait up. to crack up. Anybody? Is that good? Okay. Uh, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> What's that for? Is that a, there's like a boy who says that, right? Lizzie I'm really McGuire's, looking forward to cracking up. For the Lizzie oh, McGuire Matt. movie. Lizzie McGuire's little brother, <laughs> who plays her little brother, says, uh, yeah, what am I excited for? I'm really excited to crack up. It's been a long time since I've totally cracked up. <laughs> also, like, that poor kid. Why? Why has it been so long since you've cracked up? I know. What was your childhood like? <laughs> Sienna, here is my prediction. For Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Well, this whole episode is going to be about three times longer. Because <laughs> no, we have to keep but. saying the title. <laughs> okay. Hi, Sienna. It's Hi. Liana. I am about to watch Doctor Strangelove <laughs> and the comes- Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. That comes out later this year, baby. I don't get it. It's <laughs> like as Doctor Strangelove, a.k.a. How I Learned to Quit Smoking and Love the Bomb or something like that. <laughs> I don't know anything about this movie, except I think it Ooh. has unnecessary boobs. How did you know? You guessed? I Love you. Know. I feel like somebody mentioned boobs about it. It's <laughs> <So laughs> the saying, only thing I ever heard about the film. You once said it, and somebody responded, boobs! <laughs> I was thinking, like, I, I was really, really jazzed about, like, this Austin Powers, uh, Naked Gun, Get Smart, mm. um sort of comedic yeah. vibe like a lot of jokes per minute mm-hmm. i was so excited when i saw that peter sellers was in it because my whole family when i was a kid we watched like all of the pink panthers really yeah and i loved them so much i thought he was so funny in those oh films and so i was like oh i know this guy i know he is so 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 fun and talented i'm oh. looking forward but I'm, then I thought it was a Stanley Kubrick film, and I was like, oh, no. And I didn't know that till the end. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I try not to look up anything at all. They put the names at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> says directed by Stanley Kubrick. Now, that involves reading. Oh, yeah. And I am That's really, right, I forgot. I'm losing my grip also, on that. Also, the font was still. very thin. Very thin font. It was, and big. Big. <laughs> okay. A summary of Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Hmm. A commie-hating, fluid-fearing general Mm -hmm. has a psychotic moment (laughs) and employs Plan R, a military thing, Mm -hmm. which sends dozens of American planes to thermonuclear bomb dozens of Russian cities. In response, three versions of Peter Sellers (laughs) try to put a stop to this terrible impending event, which will not only be tragic for the Russian people, but will also set off Russia's doomsday machine, making Earth unlivable for everyone. That plot was announced about two-thirds of the way through. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's it. It's a lot of Peter Sellers clearly doing improv. (laughs) Can I tell you my stupidest moment 
in this whole experience? Yeah, please. I thought Peter Sellers played one character in the film. <laughs> I, Liana, I knew you would think that. <laughs> I knew. Really? I knew you weren't going to be able to figure out this three-person thing. Because I was thinking about... <laughs> Like, uh, remember in um, The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> not, oh <my> God. <laughs> not only could you not tell that Oz played several characters, but when I told you, you would not believe me. <laughs> I was watching the film and I was like, I mean, he was top billing. He's not in this very much. <laughs> so who did you think he was? Just I thought he was the Brit. The mustache one? Yeah, the British mustache. Because I knew the mustache from Clouseau, from the Pink Panther. And I was like, oh, there he is. And I knew he was British. And then <laughs> he's such a good actor. <laughs> and then the president was doing his thing. And I was like, that's a funny guy. I wonder who that is. And then Dr. Strangelove came out. And I was like, whoa, whoever this guy is, is making a lot of choices. <laughs> I really couldn't believe they underutilized Peter Sellers so hard in this movie. And when did you figure it out? Today when I was Googling this. No. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about this movie with you then. Okay, Liana. You'll see my notes are just like, who is this guy? <laughs> He's great. Oh, Liana, you are a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you are a gift. A marvel of modern movie watching. But I didn't know about the Absolutely director. Absolutely smoothest brain. <laughs> I didn't know about the director because I can't read symbols anymore. Between the two of us. <laughs> Full idiots. <laughs> Just barely consuming a film. Liana. <laughs> Please. Ooh. Yes. Historical context. <laughs> we'll give it a go. <laughs> okay. Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a 1964 run on sentence. <laughs> Peter Sellers plays three roles in the film. <laughs> a British guy, a U.S. president, and Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, the character, is sort of an amalgam of NASA's Werner von Braun, who was a Nazi rocket scientist recruited by the U.S. after World War II, because the U.S. recruited some Nazi scientists after the war uh, in something called Operation Paperclip, where they were like, hey, what if you worked for us. Have you seen Captain America Civil War? They really explain it well in that film. <laughs> and also based a little bit off of Edward Teller, who was the quote, father of the hydrogen bomb. So a lot of this film is very rooted in very much a lot of reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently the plot is not impossible. This kind of could happen. Oh, no. <laughs> not so much today, but well, there are the and a bit of a caveat here is that I got so bored reading the New Yorker article about this that I don't have many facts. But there actually were systems in place during this time period allowing others to launch nuclear attacks if the president couldn't be reached. Mm -hmm. So, And that, you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah. A quote from the New Yorker article is quoting a top secret memo that was told to President Kennedy, which says... Quote, a subordinate commander faced with a substantial military action could start the thermonuclear holocaust on his own initiative if he could not reach you, you being President Kennedy. Oh so the premise is like there there were, I think, more checks and balances in place than there are in the film, but you, it can't be completely written off as like theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. No, the actual like set up the structures in place did did make sense. Yeah. The film was based off a novel, surprise, called Red Alert, which is a 1958 novel by somebody named Peter George. <laughs> he was an RAF pilot, and the novel was a thriller originally published in the UK as Two Hours to Doom, <laughs> which I love. 
<laughs> the Cold War. Yeah. One of the longer Wikipedia pages I've ever seen. Oh. So here's a brief summary. It happened from roughly 1947 to 1991. There are there, there's contention around these specific dates, but those are the that's the loose era. It was a long time. Basically, everyone was very stressed for a very long time. During it was the nuclear arms race, the space race, the Suez crisis, the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is heavily featured in an X Men film. That's you know what I know a lot about history through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Doing a lot for the world. Blessings be. Those are just a few of the things that happened during the Cold War. It was a very, I mean, it was a worldwide, everybody was involved in some way or another. The key players were the Western Bloc, which was comprised of the U.S. and its allies versus the Eastern Bloc, BLOC, which was the USSR, China and their allies. And there was no, the reason it's called the Cold War is because there was no large scale fighting directly between the U.S. and the USSR. But each block supported major regional conflicts, which were called proxy wars. So the notion that like nobody actually died is Mm. not correct. Mm. This was the time period where the, quote, balance of terror replaced the concept of the balance of power. Because once the atomic bomb came into play, it was no longer an issue of is the other side more powerful? It was now an issue of we both could wipe out human civilization. So how do we not do that? God. Mm-hmm. JFK in his 1961 inaugural address said about the U.S. and the oh, ooh, <laughs> about the U.S. and the USSR that they were quote both racing to alter that uncertain balance of terror that stays the hand of mankind's final war. I should do that with a Boston accent. Let me try. The U.S. and the U.S.S.R. are both... <laughs> ah, U.S.S.R. Ah, both race. Ask not what your country can do. Both racing to alter that uncertain balance of pa- terror <laughs> yes. that stays the hand of mankind's, mankind's final war. <laughs> that, was, that was mostly good. We, we got to get Conan in to great. do our, our full JFK impression. So that is a he he quoted he used that quote in that inaugural address and I do love that concept of mankind's final war it's so dramatic <laughs> men are so dramatic <laughs> the concept of mutual assured destruction was also used a lot this time abbreviated or um, acronym MAD which is fun uh, which you know there's this concept of deterrence where the threat of using strong weapons against en- the enemy prevents the enemy's use of those same strong weapons mm. it's like well if you use those we'll also use them so mm-hmm. just by threatening to do so you deter right, actual right. attacks um a little bit about nuclear war <laughs> random, random. <laughs> i have that in my notes <laughs> Okay, now for our random segment on the nuclear war. The atomic bomb hasn't been dropped during war since the 1945 bombing of Nagasaki. It was dropped on Hiroshima by the U.S. and then it was bombed. It was dropped on Nagasaki by the U.S. on August 6th and August 9th, respectively, if memory serves. Very bad war crime. Very horrific. Bad job, America. Shouldn't have happened. Oh, my God. (laughs) Words do not exist to encompass what a horrific thing it was. I'm sure many of us have studied it in school. If you look at the before and after photos, which I did do today, they have aerial footage or aerial photos of like Hiroshima and Nagasaki, just the cities before and after. And it's literally like 
you see a photo of a city from above and then you see flat land. They completely leveled this. It's, it's, we did a whole unit on it in the eighth grade. Okay. Hasn't been dropped during the war since the 1945 bombing of Nagasaki. That was the atomic bomb. The hydrogen bomb was developed after World War II by the U.S. first, uh, and it is thermonuclear rather than atomic. And I once again got bored reading the description of the difference. I was like, yeah. I don't actually, I don't care. It just, uh, the boom is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. first tested the hydrogen bomb successfully in 1952, and they called that bomb Mike, which is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> It's not creative at all. And then I I got a little bit sidetracked and I Googled, what is the biggest bomb? <laughs> and there's an answer. That's a great question. It's called the Tsar Bomba. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. That's a fun name. I know. It was detonated on October 30th, 1961 on an island in the Arctic Circle. It has more than two and a half times the kilotons of energy than the atomic bomb that was dropped on Nagasaki. And another way to fr- frame it is that it is 10 times more powerful than all of the artillery used in the Second World War, which is crazy, like unfathomable. Just the brain, the mind reels. You cannot wrap your head around it. Half the crew on the plane that was carrying the Tsar Bomba that dropped it died. It's not even safe. To, to do the bombing of that bomb, which is another thing of just like this whole time I was like, men are so stupid. This is such a stupid, like why? Okay, good job. You blew up 55 kilometers in diameter. Like, do you, do, does your dick feel bigger? Like, congrats. How do you, you idiots? Feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? Zarbamba. Zarbamba. And finally, in 1996, five years after the Cold War sort of ended with the dissolution of the USSR, the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty bans nuclear weapons tests in all environments, which is good. Um, It was adopted by the UN General Assembly in September of 1996, Um, but eight nations still haven't ratified it, (laughs) 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 including the United States. Thus ends my historical context on Dr. Strangelove or how I learned to quit work. Stop. What? (laughs) I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Let's drop in to phone notes where we discuss the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the film. Okay. My feeling on this movie, I was so excited Mm. about all the jokes. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, it felt like they started about 20 minutes in. Same. That feels the same? <laughs> uh, in my notes, I wrote, when, when does this become a comedy? You'll see it in my notes, actually, a few times where I wrote, like, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I found one. It felt like an Easter egg hunt a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think some of that, if you were right in the smack in the middle of this, of this cold, chilly war. Yes, burnt. And were <laughs> burr. You walked into the theater like, really? Uh, uh, and then uh, we're also aware of sort of the history or mm. the the man that some of these were these characters were based on. Yeah. Uh, then maybe it would really be you just laugh before even they even need to say anything. Mm-hmm. But I was I was I was a bit disappointed mm-hmm. in the lack of jokes. Same. I I wasn't cracking up. <laughs> 
it's it's been a long time since I've cracked up, and I just watched this movie. Uh, did you just find out that somebody who thought was one person is actually three people? <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. get what Kubrick's deal is. He loves to have a lot of silence in a can. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was so weird when this movie was Kubrick because I was like, he did a comedy? Uh But also throughout the whole thing, I was thinking about the directing many times because I was like, why this choice? (laughs) I think they were bad choices, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of energy. There were a few times where there was the energy in this movie because I think the guy, the other yelling guy... (laughs) So again, the, not a narrowing the one down. Gum guy? Guy who chews gum? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
the gum guy. Mm-hmm. Gum guy, I guess, is a serious actor. I don't know who he is. Yeah, apparently. There were a few moments where he did things where I was like, yeah, that's a serious actor Ooh. trying to be funny. Yes. He was mostly very good or I enjoyed his performance. But, you know, the one time he kind of flips over and then he kind of stands there for a sec. In when a way he looks w- like a frog and he's just frozen? <laughs> yes. He mm. had a few moments. Just a, just a couple. Just a couple. Mostly it was good, but there were a few slightly cringe moments for me where it felt like he was like the athlete who's doing the musical. Oh my God. <laughs> where mm. he was good, but then but then he like tried something. <laughs> that I was just very aware of him trying it. Oh, and did you know the whole time that it was Peter Sellers in all of those roles? <laughs> yes. I could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How? <laughs> because... It was clearly Peter Sellers in a bald cap. Gosh, I really don't know. <laughs> and Peter Sellers with glasses on. <laughs> Have you seen other Stanley Kubrick movies? No. <laughs> Why would you think that? I, I don't know. Stan, I've never seen a film. <laughs> what What are other Stanley Kubrick films? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Wait, okay. why are you asking this? <laughs> are know you speaking conversation? I don't know if I should say sorry or come back or... <laughs> No, no, no. I, I am like backing away. I don't feel safe. I, I, I come in peace. You're not supposed to ask me, have I seen other insert okay. name of director here? No. Phil? This is good because it's a safe space. I'm asking the answer is always no. I'm asking this because Liana looks so scared of me. I can't. I just. It's like you don't even know me. Like, why would I ever have casually seen a Stanley Kubrick film? I don't know. But you knew that this one was him. But it's because you read it at the beginning. But I, I can't know. <laughs> So far, you know more about Kubrick than me b- because you re- knew that he did this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I ask because so far his two movies that we've seen have been so weird. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to figure out, as you said, you said that his movies seem to be <laughs> silent in a can. Yeah. But so far or we've breathing seen... breathing in a can. We've seen men dressed as monkeys... Oh, I forgot about that. And we've seen dudes playing multiple roles. Who plays multiple roles? <laughs> Peter Sellers. No, I know, but in the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that now. But in 2001, A Space Odyssey. I mean, two movies. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I guess nobody was a monkey in this one. I thought you were naming trends in every film. And now I see that you're not. <laughs> This may be our dumbest, <laughs> like the the revelation of exactly how dumb we are. I said the word thermonuclear and I pronounced it correctly. And that was the end of the line for me <laughs> intellectually. Sienna, you've written keeps cowboy hat in safe. That's a joke. <laughs> this was the was first. It? <laughs> you can barely tell because it happens so slowly. <laughs> this is why Cooper really is like, I'm going to put a guy in a plane. And guess what? That could be a comedy or serious and you're not gonna know (laughs) for a while it works (laughs) listen it works i don't think it does guy you've also later written doors locked and he can't get out that's a joke (laughs) (laughs) so you were just identifying the jokes those are the first two seriously for the beginning because also that guy talking about fluids at what point did you figure that the guy talking about fluids was like being weird about the fluids was that supposed to be comedy yeah i think so (laughs) (laughs) yoink at that point i was feeling pretty stressed because there's a lot of gunshot sounds and it was just so loud and i didn't know why those guys were shooting (laughs) did you yes (laughs) why were they shooting all right between the two of us i think we 
If we sat down and like wrote it down, maybe understood the movie. Weren't they shooting like at the war offices? Isn't that like okay. the safe space? Right. It's like the professor's office. Vienna. The premise of the film is that one guy goes a little psycho yeah. and launches, sends people to drop nuclear bombs For sure. on Russia, detonating the doomsday machine. Right. And people are like, and Tell so us the code. at one point in the war room, the president and the other like 50 white guys at the big table decide to send in U.S. troops to that U.S. base where the, the little psycho is yeah. to get him. Oh. So they were invading the base. And at the very beginning of the film, the little psycho was like, all defenses up. Peter Sellers sit at an IBM computer and listen to the radio and everybody shoot on site, literally anybody who comes in. And so the two U.S. forces were fighting each other. Oh. I, you know... I get war. <laughs> and I was going to say, even you saying that, I... And you know, I really think that a lot of that is from watching Captain America multiple times. Much of this film can be seen across the Captain America franchise. <laughs> well, that's great. Because the first one was in World War II, and they do some like com- like missions in sort of like snowy areas. And the sec- this third one, a Nazi scientist sort of gives the history of Nazi scientists <laughs> coming into the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> historical context for this movie but no one in this film was sebastian stan yep so i was wondering if you would like any of the satire of it i did i liked the gum guy a lot i thought he was hilarious <laughs> he was when funny. he said the big board <laughs> <laughs> wait i wrote a note about that well, sir he's gonna see the big board he was a real movie the big board do you understand he had so much gum in his mouth <laughs> oh his face was so <laughs> big face Big face on that guy. <laughs> Big face on that guy. And I did think the phone calls were very funny. Those were so funny. I thought that was really good comedy. And I was like, who is this guy? He is hilarious. There were three wonderful gags. <laughs> well, I, I, this is like one of those times where I said the number, but that doesn't mean anything. Oh. <laughs> um, That's not... <laughs> you, you can't just do that. Symbols don't mean anything to no. me. <laughs> no, uh, the phone call thing was so, so funny. But in terms of like, but. I, I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that my diction is so good. Dick. I... <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Overall, I don't think I enjoyed the film very much and I don't really know why. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. There was someone else going on. It wasn't just funny. It was too confusing around the funny. I feel like the camera wasn't like focused. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew quite where to look. I did feel in the round room, the war room shots. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't think, I don't think this is right. Angle wise. As someone who's never held a camera <laughs> or directed anything, this is not correct. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sienna, you've said, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Sandy, you said this this Russian ambassador requiring an entire feast upon arrival. This is feminism. What? So this 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 Russian ambassador was a man. Uh huh. But if it had been a woman, <laughs> that's not. Oh boy, you got to stop spending time with men. This is not. This I'll is not be, right. I, I will, to be honest. If with it had been a woman, definitely feminism. <laughs> Sure, the president was a man, but imagine the, it could have been a woman, and the, that is feminism. This is the uh, the the motto of the AFI. Uh-huh. Have these been women? 
would have been feminism. There could have been a lot of women on this list if the men had been women. <laughs> had there been any people of color? <laughs> Racial justice. There would have been people of color. <laughs> uh, uh, so this was... I, so he I comes and he you, asks for fish. I wrote a lot of things down that I tried to make into jokes for the sake of the podcast. Oh, that's interesting. And I thought, that's kind of funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I really meant by that is that I want... When I'm welcomed to a place, when someone invites me over, I'd love to be greeted with a huge feast. I want to walk in with a table, a long, long table, of, uh-huh. and I say, this is how to prepare my eggs. Give me borscht. <laughs> and listener, that's sort of a peek behind the curtain of what it's like to listen to Sienna say something. <laughs> because what, the way that you communicate, you sort of... <laughs> In, in the German language, often the verb is at the end of the sentence, so you got to wait to find out what's going to happen. Yeah. And with you, you start with, you lead with both the beginning and the end at once, but you don't do any of the middle. And so all of us just have to wait and see what you mean. So you're saying <laughs> the, the Russian ambassador requiring an entire feast upon arrival, if you showed up to a space and were able to request exactly what you wanted and were given those things... That would be feminism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I want that. <laughs> <gasps> okay, this is very funny. Because <laughs> my answer yesterday would have been very different. <laughs> Do you I know exactly what I, <laughs> I was about to bring this up too. Uh, Fuck, Mary kill. Sienna, you've written Dr. Strangelove, the U.S. president, and Mandrake in parentheses, mustache one. Yeah. So, FMK, mm. the three Peter Sellers characters. Uh, okay, I think, okay, I would kill Dr. Strangelove because mm-hmm. fully insane and kept Sig Heiling and uh, yeah. <laughs> saying Mein Fuhrer. Yeah. Very Nazi. Uh, kill that. <laughs> I think I would bone, gosh, this is hard for me. I would bone, I would bone the group captain, the Brit with the mustache. Mm-hmm. I think he'd probably be a bit intolerable lifelong. Yeah. But I love a haunted boy. He's British. <laughs> he was haunted. Yeah. He had like a whole thing with his leg. Ooh. And I would marry the president because he did seem to be the most competent of anybody in the yeah. film. I liked his And vibe. he had a very calming phone presence as oh well. That phone call was really funny. And I bet he'd be a good texter as well. <laughs> Which for me is like the majority of my... Uh, yeah. Romantic endeavors. Who would texter. be the best texter? Definitely not Dr. Strangelove would. Dr. Strangelove would. He'd send a would, lot of gifts. I think he would just keep sending you um, Farmville requests. <laughs> <laughs> he would start a poke <laughs> war. He would start a poke war with you on Facebook in this year of our <laughs> Lord 2022. And you would be like, I did not know this was still a feature 100%. on this platform. I think I would. Mm. Mm. TBH, I'd probably marry the Brit. Mm. I liked his vibe. Yeah. And I really liked the vibe of the the president as well, mm. but in a way where I don't think he's for me to spend my life with. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see, <laughs> I'd like to see <laughs> more of the peen. <laughs> to see what he's like. The presidential peen. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, want, I want him in my, in my Oval Office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I'd also have to kill. Uh, he's just there's n- sometimes <laughs> he's too a chaotic. movie villain will have a hotness to them. Doctor Strange <laughs> does not have that. 
Dimitri. No, we need to take an ad break, Dimitri. No, I am excited to keep doing a podcast for you. (laughs) We just need to take an ad break. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. I just, the whole time with Dr. Strangelove, I was like, okay, what's this guy's deal? This guy's a Nazi. Who is this guy? What is going on? So you weren't very clear on the fact that it was comedy? I thought he was an insane character actor who they'd brought in to do an absolutely bonkers Austrian slash German accent, have his teeth out, and then have an arm that he couldn't control. (gasps) An arm he couldn't control. The arms race. (laughs) Arms you, we can't control. <gasps> the cold I'm smart again, baby. Arms. The cold arm. I really, really wanted to like, really like this movie. 
I was watching the whole time like it was you know what this movie was doing what it was edging comedy <laughs> comedy yes mm-hmm. it was oh no oh that was funny <laughs> that's a joke oh. that was something they're getting close they're in the oval it doesn't work to make jokes as as weird as these jokes though when it's not in the context of many jokes it's so weird to drop them in which is why I, to drop them in <laughs> Which is why I do sympathize with uh, your whole. Yeah. <laughs> your whole. It's so important to sympathize with my whole. <laughs> okay, Leah. All right. Zena, I've we... sent you I've sent you a little audio recording bonus of me reacting right at the very end of Dr. Strangelove or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Okay. And let's all remember. So at this point of the movie, you do not know Peter <laughs> Sellers is playing several characters. I am. Beyond confused, I've become stressed by a lot of gunshot sound effects. Right. You were 50-50 on whether it was a comedy. (laughs) A guy just took out a pocket watch and I didn't know what that meant. I don't remember that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and this is when the voice recording takes place, there is a montage of nuclear explosion footage set to the tune of We'll Meet Again, the song by The Woman. <laughs> Here is what was uh, going on okay. <laughs> when I saw that. No, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Liana, you were a gift. <laughs> you were a gift to this world. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the world blows up. It's bad. The world blows up. And I was like, oh, 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 uh, whoa. Whoa. I just had thought there would be maybe more of a denouement. I didn't realize it was that grim of an outlook, which is incredibly stupid. It was a nuclear satire. Okay. Anyway, I was just extraordinarily thrown by the ending montage. Were Absolutely. you? Because you knew that song was happening. You knew that there was a weird... I think I was a lot clearer on the genre mm. the whole time. Or, in fact, almost duped by what I expected the genre to be. Ah. So much so that I was expecting it to be that sort of grim, yes, just very dark satire comedy the whole time. And I was more just like, where did the jokes go? Uh-huh. <laughs> it seemed to have removed all the jokes in this funny Austin Powers nuclear film. Yes. It felt like we were watching a Joe Cree version. Yeah. Which is a brutal roast <laughs> of a film that was meant to be a comedy. Okay, Sienna, shall we boom along <laughs> to our segment, Badges and Tragedies? <laughs> In which we award the film a badge for world peace. World peace and tragedies for nuclear fission. (laughs) Oh, oh, I have a badge for this male humming song. I love the the soundtrack of this movie. I loved it so much. The song da 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 Slapped. I don't remember that. Oh my god. They played it all the time in the plane. Oh. The whole soundtrack was that. I have a badge for making fun of America. Yeah. This movie is making fun of America. 
badge for when the president is on the phone again. And he's, he's talking about the, the little psycho. And he says, he went and did a silly thing. And I was like, oh, he was feeling random. <laughs> and he launched nuclear <laughs> missiles. Crazy. Just feeling random. Uh, I have a badge for the jokes. This movie, <laughs> this movie, it had some jokes. I, I really want to just root cheer him on because i was so pumped running into this yeah. this movie uh, did its very best to give us some jokes <laughs> i don't know about its very best <laughs> badge for these phone calls were very funny they're so oh, funny. wow for me to shit on the jokes and then say gosh incredibly funny work well the, the phone call was like the best yeah part i have a badge for i'm what you might call a waterman. <laughs> I loved this sentence so much. This is one of my favorite sentences ever, which was when the guy is talking about fluoridation. Oh, the, 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 the little psycho it's talking about fluoridation. The British one, the British Peter Sellers yes. is yeah. doing more improv talking about water. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I like water. I, you know, you might call me a water man. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I drink water every day. And, and I just, I love that. He I want to start funny. saying that, but everything I do, like, I like light. You might call me a light Lady, <laughs> I have a badge for. Look at the big board. <laughs> that was my next What's badge. Sir, the big board. Big Loved board. And big board. Big board. I have a badge for that Coca-Cola sequence. Mm-hmm. That very you. <laughs> right up your alley. Thank you. Right up your hole. It's a phone booth. He needs to get. He doesn't have enough coins. The world is about to be destroyed. <sighs> the guy outside of the phone booth. It's like, no, I can't, I can't shoot that Coca-Cola vending machine. That's private property. Yeah. Which is also like that was America funny. roast. Yeah. And he makes him shoot it and he's like, fine, I will shoot it. But if what you're saying about the nuclear war doesn't turn out to be true, you're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola company. My final badge is a badge for gum guy. I loved him <gasps> very much. I thought he did an excellent job and was so funny. He was an excellent actor. Yeah. Tragedies? Can't, de- can't deny it. Yes. My first tragedy may surprise you. Oh. <laughs> my, my first tragedy is TBH, British people keep being the stars of all our stuff. <gasps> okay. Which. It's the American Film Institute, <laughs> by exactly. God. Yeah, I know they're better at acting, mm-hmm. but. It's true. But I'm always like, damn, I wish one of ours could do something good. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredibly funny. <laughs> I have a tragedy for Playboy magazine. <laughs> Which ties into Tradge for Bikini, which ties into Tradge for Secretary in Bikini. The one woman of the film plays a secretary. She's in a bikini the whole time she's on screen. And she's the woman on the cover of the Playboy magazine. (laughs) Did you know that? I thought that it might have been her, but then I figured I was wrong because I'm like, they probably just look the same. Mm -hmm. Just long brunettes. Long. (laughs) Very long woman. Which we, you know, we we stand a long woman. Yeah. But let them wear clothes (laughs) in in the films. Let women have clothes in the movie. And that was that was the boob that I had been somehow aware of. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a trudge. I'll do this one now. I have a trudge for sexist. OK. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because. Oh, yeah. Because he, this is like when it comes to satire. I know I get that that was at the time like very it's very funny that they're juxtaposing these things and like that also this was right when we're liberated we're we're having any sort of liberation in film and women's liberation is happening and finally women get to not be in the kitchen in films and get to blah 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 and 
whatever, make it feminist how you want. But now we've moved on and it's sexist. Yeah. <laughs> there are no other women anywhere. Mm-hmm. And also I was really, really didn't like the ending when they have the whole... I get it. I get this joke. I don't like it. Yeah. At the end, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to repopulate. So we have to get the women, the most arousing women are uh-huh. going to be the ones we need to get to repopulate. Ah, it's so it's funny. Sexy, baby. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your comedy. This is still so sexist. It's and also, thing, women still don't have rights. Right. They're making fun of the men on screen, but the only people making and starring in the film are these men <laughs> yeah so they're they're not distributing power in any way yeah. they're just being like aren't we silly and nothing shifts right it also yeah. feels dark that this is the shift of when like again they they drop the haze codes and stuff but because of that they no longer have to be like creative roles for women like yeah the ones that we saw in the best years of our lives for example mm-hmm. and movie where like they have nuanced roles because they needed to have stories for women now yeah. they can just show their bodies ah! and i hate that shift Fuck, man. They don't need to like put, and that's how we get to the Quentin Tarantinos. Quentin Tarantinos. Oh, I hope he dies. <laughs> I have a trage for seeing Jack D. Ripper's nose hair oh. gl- glinting in the light. Wow. When he's given some speech towards the end, <laughs> there's real close. Very close. And he had one nose hair and sort of his, Ooh. his left nostril is shining. <laughs> My final trage is, huh? <laughs> That's my final trench too. What? I didn't get it. Uh-uh. Like, I get it. I get that he was like, we're all going to die. <gasps> my final trench. Uh-huh. It felt absolutely fully cuckoo bananas to be watching this film, A, during the climate change crisis mm. where everybody is like, we're all going to die. Yeah. Because it's crazy to be watching this in an era where everybody's feeling the way that people were feeling when this film came out but about something else it's, it's actually also for sure gonna happen we're all gonna die for sure it's also fully insane to be watching this when russia has started a war against yeah. ukraine and there is we're feeling that threat again of nuclear war and of like russia being the baddies again it's just all very like i think that's part of what made it feel less funny because so much of it was so real. Yeah. And because it's a film from 60 years ago, watching it as a satire of that time period is interesting, but seeing that so little has changed in 60 years, it's no longer funny. Yes. It's just depressing. Okay. Smart. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Liana, shall we move on? Ooh. To our next little segment. Jolly good. <laughs> Which is, of course, Cereo. how to pretend you've seen how this film. How to pretend you've seen this film. This is for you are. You are on a plane. And uh, felt like you were going to have the whole seat to yourself or the whole... Oh row but then no uh next to you sits jack. jack d ripper and by the way the other seat next to him is so clear but he chooses to take that middle seat he could have moved absolutely psycho of him the plane takes off he's a little psycho <laughs> you start to put in your earbuds and the captain says please turn off all communications devices and jack the ripper says wow <laughs> you know this really reminds me of when all communications were cut off oh in the film Doctor Strange, and you say, and the multiverse of madness <laughs> to be released April 2022. And he says, no. <laughs> Doctor Strange Love, or 
How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Have you seen it? <laughs> Do you say, I really don't think you're supposed to say bomb on a the plane. The bomb? My name is Jack. I'm allowed to say anything on a plane. And to stop Jack D. Ripper from... Uh, bombing you. Bombing you with, with facts you don't need to know. Uh, here are a few things you could say to pretend you've seen the film Dr. Dr. Strange Love or <laughs> How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Is that? I actually can't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Jack, did you see the little scrape in the terminal that happened before we all boarded where people got a little impatient with each other? I was like, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Jack, and oh, we can go ahead and put that armrest back down. You know, Dr. Strangelove, uh, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, um, is really just a pretty amazing film because, you know, it uh, satirizes a very dark time in Mm. the United States history. And at the time, it was pretty amazing, one must assume. Oh, Jack, I'm so sorry. I can't actually listen to anything you're going to say, because what's happened, you see, the string in my leg's gone. <laughs> like, I have a distra- it's a string in my leg. It's a whole thing. Shut up. <laughs> I can't hear you, because the string in my leg's gone. Oh, Jack, I can't believe they made us deplane. I wonder what time our flight's really going to take off. Only one way to find out. We got to look at the big board. <laughs> <laughs> love that big board the big board jack please uh, we really shouldn't be saying bomb so many times on a plane <laughs> but uh i will say you know at the end when the bomb mm. goes off very dark comedy amazing mm. the way that uh, they overlay very light-hearted music over bad, bad thing. Ooh, very bad. Very bad. Very bad. <laughs> the world is going to be consumed by radiation. And now we must explode into our next segment. Should you watch this? Or... Oh. <laughs> In which we tell you if we think you should watch this movie or if you should do something else with your time. Gorsh. Yeah, what do you think? Uh... Honestly, you don't have to watch this movie, you guys. I, I really, I, I wanted to love it. Uh-huh. Um, I think if you wanted to Google some of uh, the performances of of Peter, mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole, nope, <laughs> of Peter Sellers, then that would be worthwhile. And again, it would be like most of the movie. Mm-hmm. What you could do instead would I would be, I'd recommend watching the show Get Smart. <laughs> Oh. Which is from the 1960s yeah. and 50s, maybe. Would you believe? It's very silly. It's, ah, oh, he talks like this. And they have the cone of silence. And Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, I know that from the movie version. It's very it's very silly. It has a lot of jokes. I would also recommend something like The Naked Gun, but I think that that might be really problematic. Austin Powers? <laughs> yeah, and Austin Powers also. There's no way to know. <laughs> yeah. Just want to laugh. Mm. Liana, how about yourself? You know, no, I don't think uh, you need to. (laughs) I think what you could do, and honestly, I might, is watch a supercut of just the Peter Sellers scenes, which as it turns out is a lot more than I realized (laughs) in the film. 
Because he, he's a funny boy. He's very funny. Very funny boy. Yeah. And good at accents and physical comedy. That phone call scene. Good, good, good boy on the phone. <laughs> that is what I would do instead of watching the whole thing. Excellent. I think that's really, truly the perfect way to intake it. Because everything else is just sort of... It's like basically scenes from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Just kind of men on a on a plane. Uh, Eliana, how would you rate this movie? Oh, Ooh. gosh. Honestly, yesterday it would have been one. Today, knowing that Peter Sellers was three of the characters <laughs> instead of just <laughs> the mustache. I would give this film two... Two big boards <laughs> out of five. <laughs> love that big board. I love Peter Sellers very much. Again, if he's problematic, I absolutely will give this a flat zero. I have no problem releasing the men who cause harm at the Grammy Awards. Something to think about. And I love, you know, I thought some of the satire was very sharp. Mm -hmm. And in the right mood, the energy of we're all gonna die, mm -hmm. does land. Mm -hmm. Much like those bombs. <sighs> they, they landed. How about you, Sienna? I, myself, would give this film a 2.5 out of 5. Yes. Uh, 50%, which is the amount of the film that you understood. <laughs> and I, as and well. And you. <laughs> uh, but I guess a little bit knocked off because you didn't understand the Peter Sellers of it all. Mm -hmm. I swear this point five. Yeah. Yeah. 40% for me. Yeah. Pretty much, I think, the point of the movie. Maybe 20. <laughs> uh, oh, man. 2.5 out of 5 misplaced Stanley Kubrick's uh, out of... Where uh, is he? <laughs> anybody see him? I misplaced him. Um, uh, Stanley Kubrick, I, here's the hot take. He shouldn't have directed this crap. Uh, no. Why didn't a comedy director do it? <laughs> it didn't make sense. The only funny parts were the parts that Peter Sellers improvised. Yeah. And this they were, would have been a good improv show. If this were an improv show, everybody would have been like, that was amazing. A hundred percent. The improv was super fun, but it was very clearly just like a camera on a guy mm -hmm. being funny, mm -hmm. which isn't exactly a film. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sienna teaches cinematography. That's not exactly what a movie is, in my opinion. <laughs> You're like, like um, that senator about porn. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. I didn't dislike it. But it did not wow me. Mm -hmm. And that's my take. Yes. 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 Oh. Well, that's it, everybody. For our episode on Dr. Strangelove. Strange love, or, or How, how I, I Learned to, to Stop, stop worrying, worrying and Love the bomb. bomb. Thank you so much for listening. We are all over social media at Tossed Popcorn. Give us a follow. We make slapper content. Most of our TikTok is me looking at dog videos. <laughs> and reacting <laughs> she's very good at it thank you and um well everybody i'll let liana do the honors but um join us next week when we will be watching <gasps> the hills are alive with the sound of music <laughs> i'm gonna sing the whole episode it's going to be one minute. <laughs> the open, and then I cut the rest. <laughs> da -da 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 but maybe we should just give her this one. <laughs> Roger and Hammerstein will sue. <laughs> okay.
Okay, everybody. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. <clears throat> Cooper's really always trying to, he's really trying to, he's supposed to zoom out. <laughs> but he didn't zoom out enough. Wait, did you say he needs to? He wants to. But he didn't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> say more. Absolutely the dumbest film review <laughs> in history. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts